When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to another episode of Shades of Blue Soccer Show. This is Dad from the Bluetestment.com. Uh Steve, are you on tonight? I am on. Can you hear me? I can. Uh we have Steve Brizendine. Is that the right way to say it, Steve? I never actually say your yeah, last name. That's the right way to say it, yeah. Um Steve from MLS and we have uh, our first time on our show is Grace Rogers. Grace, you there? Yep, I'm here. Uh, and for those who don't know, Grace is uh, one of our newer contributors to the Bluetestament.com and a most excellent college student and DJ and everything else that I've ever seen her do. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Grace. Thank you very much. All right. So this is the preview show for the uh, CONCACAF Champions League match between Sporting and Saprissa. Um Sporting managed to draw at Esteli, comes home with two games against Saprissa and then Esteli, and then goes on the road to, uh, to face Saprissa again. Uh, Steve, can you tell us a little bit about Saprissa? Uh, well, they haven't lost yet in, in their league in, in Costa Rica. They're 3-0-1. Uh, but on the other hand, they haven't played, I think, in, what, 17 days going into the match because of the Copa Centroamericana. And so, you know, they're... they're Good early season form, but then they haven't played in more than two weeks. So the question is going to be, you know, are they rusty from being time off? Are they going to be benefiting from the rest? How are the guys who played in the Copa Centroamericana going to be uh, <clears throat> back into the squad? It's going to be an, an interesting club to take on. The other thing is this is a pretty strong club. The draw did Sporting Kansas City absolutely no favors. Of all the Central American clubs, I, I would argue that Saprissa is the toughest uh, in, this, in this CCL field. Um and it's going to be really interesting to see how tomorrow nice match plays out. Yeah, Sporting didn't. You said that Sporting didn't get any favors with the draw. The the team having Saprissa in the pool with them with the MLS Cup champion doesn't really seem like the fair draw. We should have been getting the teams from Jamaica or something. Well, you would think, but you know that's I <laughs> say that's Concacaf for you, but that is Concacaf for you. The uh, the thing about um, that's a pretty good. Again, three zero and one. They've given up uh, seven goals through four matches and scored eleven. So they've, they've, they can put the ball in the net, but they also have been giving up goals. You know, almost two a game. And so you know, if you've got guys up front like Dom Dwyer, um, who I anticipate going to be getting a lot of time tomorrow. I mean, he's scored in three straight matches. You can put him in against a club that's given up a goal in three quarters of the game. That he's going to be dangerous. The guy I think you're going to have to watch out for from Supremacy is Ariel Rodriguez. 
He's got all four of their goals in CCL so far. He's got coming off of a hat trick against Real Esteli. The word on him is he's got a good work rate, uh, good movement, and he's got you kind of have to not lose track of because he's going to run around. He's going to make your defenders keep track of where he is. He's not just going to lurk and poach. He's going to he's going to keep moving and try to make something happen. So I think if they can contain him, that will go a long way towards keeping Saprisa in check. Have uh, Have you got to see any of uh, Saprisa play so far, Grace? I haven't actually had a chance to watch any of the games. Um, I was going to go back and look at some of their previous matches later tonight, but I have not seen Saprisa play yet. I do know that they are very good, as Steve has been saying, though. So definitely will be something interesting to watch tomorrow night. Now, the couple things that does play in the sporting's favor is they've actually lost a couple players over the last month and a half or two months, I believe, to... One of them, I think, went to Vancouver. One went someplace else, and then you got the few players that are coming right back from the tournament. Um, so they might at least have a little wary legs on them. Yeah, you got, you got five guys uh, who got called up to the the Copa Centroamericana, including the goalkeeper. Um, yeah, and guys, mostly the midfield. They had three midfielders called in: Mountain Russell. Juan Bustos and David Guzman uh, all got called in. So, you know, if you've got a, a midfield that's been working hard and traveling a lot, that's where a lot of things happen in this park. And maybe Benny Failhaber, Paolo Nagamura, guys like that can get some mismatches against these defenders if they're a little bit tired. Can only hope. Um, and speaking of keeper, uh, we've had every keeper in the roster in the, on the field this year. Um Grace, what do you what do you make of our keeper situation at the moment? Well, it certainly seems like Eric Kromberg is going to start tomorrow night. Um he the the article from the Kansas City Star by Sam McDowell and he's been tweeting about it this week says that Kromberg is back from his hand injury. He broke a bone in his left hand and has been out for about two months, but he should be back. Um so even though we've seen, you know, John Kempen and Andy Greenenbaum uh, step up over the last two months. It does seem like uh, our number one goalkeeper is going to be back. And I know that there are a lot of fans who um, have sort of appreciated seeing Greenenbaum get a chance. Uh, and But it's one of those things where, uh, you know, Kronberg and Grunenbaum play very, very different styles of goalkeeping, and it's just something different that I think the team's going to have to get used to. The plus side to that is that he has been training uh, and practicing while he was injured, um, so there shouldn't be too much of an adjustment, hopefully. And so it'll be nice to have Kronberg starting again. should start tomorrow night. Yeah, I know both Steve and I have talked to Eric in the last couple of days, and it it is pretty clear he's going to be the guy for this match. Um, Steve, you think there's going to be any adjustment period for, you know, the defense getting used to him being back there again after having the the run of a couple other keepers back there? I think the adjustment period, if there is one, the adjustment's going to be hardest on, I say hardest, um, most pronounced for Igor Julio uh, right back because he was a lot more used, uh, I think, to uh, – to the guys who came in after, um, <clears throat> the guys who came in to, to Andy and to John. Um, but even again, he got into some matches before Kronberg got hurt. Uh, 
uh, and then Claros, who has not been out there with Cromberg yet. Uh, and if he's playing in the defensive mid spot right in front of the uh, the back line, it, 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 again, we can see the double D mid set up uh, that Peter Vermees has used in CCL with both Lawrence Allam and Jorge Claros on the pitch at the same time. Uh, all knows how Cromberg plays. Claros has not been out there with him in a match situation before, so that could be kind of interesting. I think, you know, Cromberg, um, you know, when I talked to him, I'm a little bit myth of grace because, you know, I had the story too. But uh, when I talked to, to, to Cromberg the other day, I am, he's, he's feeling confident. He's, he's ready to get back out there. Uh, the thing with Peter is Peter wants to get him out there into the, some match situations going into the, the league stretch. It's very important to get him some competitive minutes. Um, and what that bodes for the, you know, who's the number one down the stretch, I think, you know, he's, he and Andy Grinnebaum are the guys who are, who are really going for that number one spot right now. And how he performs in this match, and most likely the SLE match, are going to maybe decide who is the number one going going into the rest of the season. Almost no matter which way you look at it, they're they're one and one A at this point. I don't I don't know that one is clearly better than the other. I mean, I know you got a lot of fans out there who truly favor one over the other, but trying to be a little objective about it, I'm not sure that one is clearly better than the other. They're just different. Sorry, go ahead, Grace. Ask if I, if I, did you ask if I have to start one over the other? Who do I start? Yeah. Is that what you said? Oh, goodness. You know, I, I think that a lot of the um, issues with switching back and forth goalkeepers is just a communication issue during the game. Uh, I think that this is a really good match to get Kronberg back into the uh, back into the lineup and give him a chance to get started um, back with the team. So I would say I would pick Kronberg for tomorrow night. But then depending on how tomorrow night goes, you know, I could very well be picking Andy Greenbaum for the next game. It's like you said, they're kind of number one and one A right now. So, but I would say Kronberg for tomorrow night definitely. How about you, Steve? Which which would you go with tomorrow if it was up to you I, at this I, moment? If it was up to me, I, I definitely uh, see the need to get uh, Cronberg back in into the mix and getting some minutes. I mean, and he is he's familiar with the CCL competition. Um, he played uh, as the CCL keeper in uh, in 2013 in, in, in the group stage, and then again this year in, in, the, in the knockout stage. He knows that kind of ball that the, that the Central American teams are going to play. The, the kind of dangers they pose. And the, the thing is, with Cronberg, with, uh, with yeah, he is a different kind of keeper. He's a more positional keeper. He's a longer keeper. He's he's more likely to come out and uh, take a more active role farther from the goal, whereas Grimbaum is more a reactive keeper, more uh, the kind of guy that, that keeps a thrive when things fall apart uh, close to the goal. Um, yeah, granted, Greenbaum has has had some some struggles with it, but a lot of that has to do with with the back four in front of him having their problems. I think that they're they're getting those issues uh, worked out. I thought they had a good night you know, against Shivas uh, USA tonight. Granted, it was Shivas, but it's it's good to get the clean sheet. They're going to be playing with more confidence. I think it's it's, it's important to get if Green excuse me to get Kronberg back into the mix and get him him some minutes with these five regular season matches left to go in the playoffs. All right. Um, earlier this week, uh, Ramiz basically in the press conference and even before that, he 
pretty much downplayed the importance of this match as far as CCL because he, you know, he talks about how the, every game is important in pool play and, you know, no game is more important than the other and all these other little things that he's, you know, he's want to say at almost any time. But it really does come down to this is the the key game at the moment. It's sporting has to do or die. If they don't win this, they're pretty much have a very slim chance of advancing. Um, I mean, do you see – or am I making too much of it? Is Peter right? I mean, Grace, what do you think? Well, I think that this game is certainly key um, because even though we've seen sporting play better on the road in MLS play, traveling to, say, L.A. to play Chivas USA and traveling to Costa Rica to play Saprissa are two very different trips. So I think that it's important for Sporting KC to pick up points at home if they are planning on advancing in CCL. Um, so I, I think you're right. I think this game is one of the most important, especially since of the other two teams in the group, Saprissa is the better team um, than Esteli. So I think that it's very important for us to pick up the points tomorrow. Steve, with no, with no league games over this little stretch here, Peter can pretty much put out any lineup that he has available. Do you see him going full strength or a little bit of a mix? I see him going full strength with this. Uh, now, I for tomorrow night, let's put it that way. We'll see what happens with, with tomorrow night's results. Um, if they get the win, then maybe he changes things up a little bit for Tuesday. But I think tomorrow night he, he loads up and puts the, the full first team out there. Again, he might switch things up a little bit if he goes with that double D mid. But I think you, I think you see the, the, the big guns out there. I definitely think you see Paolo Nagamura in the midfield because the game is going to need his brand of grit uh, for sporting uh, in terms of being not only being aggressive in ball winning but in that veteran leadership, that position knowledge, the, the work ethic that he brings to the match. I think I think the sporting will come out with the A squad tomorrow, maybe again tweaked a little bit. Formally for CCL, but yeah, I, I think I think Peter brings the farm. Yeah, you, you mentioned uh, Naga being out there, but as far as the true D mid role, I would imagine he does start Claros just because Claros has the familiarity with the Central American play as it is. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would say that. I would say that probably it's all in Claros, and then your other two uh, mids, if you go that way, are going to be Nagamura and then. Uh, you would you probably see Benny at the other mid spot, and then up front you'd have Dom and probably Tony and Zusi as, as your wing outside of Dom. Um, and those, I think, if you, if you put a, a lineup like that, that's a creative lineup, it's an attacking lineup. Again, you're talking about a club that's given up seven goals in four matches. That's a lineup that can create all kinds of problems for a defense because they do have creative guys. Tony is really kind of coming into his own. He's he's looking stronger. He's I mean you see him now. He's 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 sold out. Um, he's, he's not getting shoved around as much. And uh, I think that's a lineup. If they if they put that lineup out there, and again I'm guessing I'm not privy to any inside information from Peter Vermees. If they put that lineup out tomorrow, that's a lineup that can that can cause a defense all kinds of problems. If 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 they connect in the final third, that's going to be the key. Yeah, absolutely. I would team. agree with that. I think that that's a that's a pretty solid lineup, and that would be my guess too. With with how they played in at Chivas this last weekend, you you think 
do you think they're back in form? Do you think there is just as a good step to being back in form? Um, I mean, is there? Do they have that confidence back at this point? Well, I think, I think it's, it's a good step. Sorry, Steve. Um, okay. I think it's a. I think it's a good step just because, you know, putting four goals past any team is always a confidence booster. But at the same time, we do have to consider that they were playing Chivas USA, um, which is one of the uh, not-so-great teams in MLS. Um, So I think that, you know, Chivas USA and Saprisa are night and day, and so it's going to be important to remember that just the caliber of team that they're going up against. Absolutely, good point, Grace. Uh, I mean, Saprice obviously has, like Steve was saying, you know, a good record in in league play, where Chivas doesn't. Chivas knows, you know, everything is on the wrong end for them. They keep trading away players. They're getting rid of players. There's rumors that they might not even play next season. Um, you know, they they have very little to play for at this point, except, you know, maybe catching somebody's eye to be picked up uh, or taken in a dispersal draft. It's kind of two different stories there, but that's why I wonder how much we can read into that Chivas game if they're back in form, or is it just a good sign that they get that confidence back? I mean, Benny talked about having some confidence today when we we talked with him, right, Steve? He did, and you know, it, it's just, it's a good result because if if you're dropping matches, then you know you guys get, as he put it, you get questions in your head. You're know, wondering what's going on. Uh, and it does. I don't care who it comes against. You get a four-nil win. That is a lot of a, a lot of lift for that club. Now look, they were rounding back into form. The match before that, when they took on New York, said the uh, the play where Beasley gave up the, the penalty on again. That wasn't entirely on him because he got put out of position by lack of coverage on Henri in the defensive midfield. Henri had space to make that play to to. Uh, Bradley Wright Phillips on Beasley's off foot. Um, so it was, it was not just one one player's responsibility. And then you had that goal from Henri, which you give him a, that little bit of space, and he worked magic. They looked a lot better in that New York game. They just didn't get the results. So I think that's when you really started rounding back into form, and I think when they got a hold of Chivas and got a chance to work off some frustrations, then they did that. I think they exercised a lot of the demons from the streak, you know, maybe not all, but I think it exercised a lot of the demons from that streak. Again, you beat anybody 4-0. I don't care if it's Chivas. I don't care if it's the Des Moines Menace. You go into your next match feeling like you can take on the world, and I think they're going to come in with a lot of confidence against the Priest on Thursday. And there's a, there's a, they, want a, they want to have a whole lot better home form than they've shown so far this season. They really want to... to get into that home form going into the playoffs because nobody wants to go into the playoffs, that sort of shaky feeling at home that maybe the place is in the fourth that you need it to be. All right. Is there any anything about this match that we uh, haven't covered yet? Grace? Um, I don't think so. I think that we pretty much got it. And I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. Prediction? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, I think I think that just because I haven't looked at, I haven't really researched Supreme so much yet, but based off of what Steve was talking about earlier with the team, they are a team that lets goals in. Um, and with the return of Kronberg, I think that 
Sporting KC stands a good chance at a win. I'll say 2-1. Steve? Uh, great to see my scoreline. Uh, I, I was, I was, <laughs> that, that, that was probably going to be the case. Two, I think 2-1 will win it. Um, but then again, a, a team that, that has given up that a goal in three quarters, that's, that's the kind of club that maybe Dwyer gets two again. If Dom gets a brace, uh, I think they find one from somebody else. and uh, So I'm going to call 3-1 Sporting. Two from Dom and one from Tony, maybe? One from Tony, maybe, or uh, maybe you get another uh, angry mini goal. You never know. You know this is, this is, this <laughs> could have an angry mini goal in it someplace. Yeah, that was uh, pretty classic, him attacking the Nets after that that goal. The guy we um, haven't talked about, maybe Sporting is Colin off a of set piece. You know, we, we, haven't, we haven't talked about that. And that he, he is a weapon with his head if you, if you get him uh, onto a corner. So there's that too. Well, and we got a chance to see a little bit of practice today, and uh, Colin scored a, a pretty header on one of their uh, drills, and uh, Dom actually, I think, jumped about twice as twice his own height to get up for one at one point. So yeah, they they're they look they look ready, they look hungry. I would say when I've seen them in practice this week. I would right, concur well, with that. Um, keep this one uh, fairly short so people can listen. Uh, hopefully on their way to the game tomorrow or at sometime during the day. Uh, appreciate you coming on, Grace and Steve. Uh, thank you both. And we will talk to you guys in a future podcast. Well, thanks for having me on again. Fun, uh, fun as always. Very much. Thanks, bud. All right. Talk to you guys later. Have a good night. Celebrate tonight. We're the final with the blows. You know we're gonna feel.